Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Man, it is a fun time to be an NC State fan, isn't it? Kevin Keats and the basketball Wolfpack beat number seven Auburn last night. I actually saw our next guest, Dave Doran, and some of his guys from the football team were there. Meanwhile, unless you're a Clemson fan playing in the national semifinals, to me, the most fun bowl game in the ACC is NC State playing Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M at the Gator Bowl. Shot for the pack to get to 10 wins. That would be just the second time in school history there. And oh, by the way, only a couple of the ACC schools had better recruiting classes, according to the rankings, than that same guest, Dave Doran of the Wolfpack. Coach, an early Merry Christmas to you. Good luck against the Aggies in the Gator Bowl, but congratulations on these other headlines. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. I imagine that selling the idea, hey, I'm the coach that just put a school record seven guys in the NBA dra or NFL draft, and we've just won back-to-back nine-win campaigns. I guess to some extent that sells itself. How did you feel that as you put together another top-ranked class? Yeah, I think the best thing is that you have proof in your message. You know, it's it's not just you're selling something that they can't see. It's very tangible. There's there's uh, statistics behind what we're doing. <clears throat> and these guys want to go where they're going to win. They want to go where they have a chance to continue to play. And they want to go where they're going to be with good people and earn a great degree. And all that exists here for us at NC State. And, you know, it's great to be able to talk about what you've built over a long period of time and, and the fact that you want to be there for a long period of time to extend what you're doing. I just think it's in a really unique time here uh, for us with our staff and what's happening with our fan base. I know I'm asking you to repeat something that you said perfectly at your press conference, but share the nature of how this stuff works. Not only did you seven, send seven guys to the NFL draft, you basically tied the all-time record specifically to the defensive line. And, oh, by the way, some of your highest-ranked recruits were on the defensive line. So tell us, remind us of that little factoid with Brad, Bradley Chubb and the others and how yeah. directly that translated into signing, what was it, four, the four best defensive linemen in North Carolina, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the third time in NFL history that a team has had all four linemen drafted from their defense. and. You know, and, and so there's a huge impact, you know, when you talk about recruiting. And then this year we just happened to have four incredible players that uh, chose to play with us, you know, at that position group. And so there's no coincidence in that, in my opinion. They saw what happened here. They saw the style of play that we teach and coach and the fundamentals and the development and what we have in the weight room and all that tied together with the proof of what it can be if you come in here at the right mindset. You've told us in the past, you know, if your staff has somebody as a four or five star guy, you know, it's not like you're not going to recruit him just because, you know, this website or that also has him there. But I saw a recent fascinating statistic to me that translated more into Coach Doran and his staff are gurus at player development. You help me if I get any of these numbers wrong, but your class of 2014 none of whom I believe were four- or five-star guys, ended up being 11 All-ACC guys, a Remington Award winner, a Nagurski Award winner, and a handful of All-Americans. I mean, d does that translate? It's, it's harder to sort of boil down into a, like a little, uh, a little poster that you tweet out or something, but that's player development in a nutshell. Yeah, it is, and it's across the board. It's not like we just did it on the D-line. I mean, you're talking offensive line and receiver, uh, quarterback, you know, across the board. I and mean, we've done a really good job here developmentally with young men, and our systems are pro systems, so they learn, you know, how to communicate when they get to those interviews. Uh, you know,
know, if they're fortunate enough to be in a combine interview or an NFL interview, our guys understand football. They have a high football IQ coming out of here. They're coached the right way. They learn how to practice. And if you just look at the guys that were drafted into the NFL over the last couple seasons for us, you'll see that they're having success because they understand the quality of work that it takes to be at that level. And they come in there fundamentally sound. They're coached with really good technique and practice habits and learn how to watch film. And all of it is important, you know, and I think you can take a great player and, and make him even better. But regardless, you know, we're going to do everything we can to get every player we sign to their ultimate ceiling uh, before they leave here. I know these numbers are fluid because you can always add signees either this week or, or again in February and March. But the last number I saw was that this year's class, 15 out of 19 signees were from the state of North Carolina. Right. And, and you know the deal, Coach. Some will say, wow, the Wolfpack is dominating in-state recruiting. Others will say, hey, North Carolina's high school football culture is not as good as Texas or Florida or Georgia or a few other places. Is it smart to have, you know, 75% of your signees being in-state? What, what's your answer to that? Well, I think those are people that aren't good enough to recruit our state that are saying that, in my opinion. Um, I think there's tremendous talent here. I think that there's guys that have great developmental um, ability. They're not tapped out like they are in some states because they're all multi-sport guys that still are recruitable athletes here. And if you look at the NFL population, the last statistics I saw, our state's seventh in the NFL for active talent, you know, and so there, there is proof behind it. But, you know, I just think it's a great state to recruit from. And and this whole footprint, you know, I mean, whether you're going down to South Carolina or Virginia or or Georgia or Florida, I mean, I think the SEC and ACC footprint has a lot of great football players in it. Amen to that. Hey, the the whole seniors or NFL guys skipping bowls concept – Uh, has been in play not just at NC State but a lot of places. David Cutcliffe of Duke kind of was old school saying he just doesn't understand this concept and and he didn't take personal shots at anybody but he shared his thoughts. In your case you had both Orion Finley uh, who's going to play against A&M in the Gator Bowl but you also had wideout Kelvin Harmon, the adopted son of the David Glenn Show, also your linebacker Jermaine Pratt. Those guys are skipping the game, preparing for their professional careers. How do you describe your role in that decision-making process as it unfolded in three different ways there? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to win games and you want to help your players uh, reach all their goals, and, and you want to do both. And you can't serve both masters as a head coach. You know, you just have to do the best you can with the guys and help them and Ultimately, regardless of whether I agree or disagree with their decision, I'm going to support them because I love them. But, you know, I want to win, and so I want these kids to finish out. You know, me personally, I think when kids leave college and go to the league, almost all of them come back, and they just miss these days so much. And and that's the thing I try to explain to them. Like, you only get one more game with these boys. And personally, I feel like when you're playing a team like Texas A&M, it's a great opportunity to showcase your ability and do it against great talent and help the university but you know at the end of the day these guys make decisions and i am a part of the process sometimes more than others and i'm going to support them you know i'm not going to be negative about it and it is part of what we're dealing with but um you know my ultimate goal here is to win this bowl game and do it with every kid that we can and help them have the most fun that they can have down the stretch dave doran joining us on twitter he's at state coach d it is a new year's eve matchup in the gator bowl state against texas a&m 7 30 that's an espn game on new year's eve 
Um, two of your high, most highly regarded assistants have moved on. I mean, I, it sounds like there's like an upside to that and a downside to that, right? You have to replace Eli Drinkwitz now at App State as the head coach. You have to uh, replace Dwayne Ledford now at Louisville as an esteemed offensive line coach. Uh, what, it's great news that your, ta- your coaches are so talented, you know, others are uh, knocking their doors down. What's the biggest challenge as you see it without them? You know, it's, first of all, you know, when you have coaches in your program, and I've had others, you know, Mike Uremovich was our O-line coach and left to be an offensive coordinator. Clayton White was our safeties coach and left to be a defensive coordinator. And, you know, that's what you want. You want to win games. You want coaches on your staff that want to be head coaches uh, to move up professionally. You hope that you can do it from within and promote as you go. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. And, you know, I'm excited for those guys' opportunities and thankful to them for the work they did here. And, and now it's other guys' opportunities. And, you know, we, we're going to hire great people here. I mean, that's one thing I would say I have a great track record of, uh, record of is bringing in really, really good people. And, you know, for our players, they understand it, you know, and they understand that they're going to learn some new things now from new guys, and that's going to help them grow as players. So it's part of the process. I'd much rather be in this situation where you're, losing a coach because you're playing really good football and on the other side of it, you know, where people are asking you to get rid of people, you know, so <laughs> I think this is where you want to be. And, you know, I have a plan. I always have a list. I'm always looking for guys, you know, uh, in case I lose people. And uh, that's part of your job as a head coach is to be prepared when you do lose people. I only have about 30 seconds for this. I thank you for your visit. Uh, have you had much of a chance to enjoy the Kevin Keats 10-1 Wolfpack basketball team that's about to enter the national top 25? I mean, you've got your own, yeah. your own duties, but uh, what were your quick thoughts there? No, I was there for the first half last night and uh, really proud of those guys and excited you know, about what Kevin and his staff and his group of uh, players have done. And He's a great basketball coach. He's a really good recruiter. He's a great ambassador for the university and excited. You know, all of our sports are competitive here at NC State. Dr. Yao's done a tremendous job of hiring good people and helping them resource-wise and looking forward to seeing them continue their, uh, their journey this year. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations on a great regular season and a national signing day. Good luck against the Aggies at the Gator Bowl. And, uh, of course, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from us at the David Glenn Show. I appreciate it, David. Look forward to it. Go Pack. Always fun with Dave Doran.